And I think when we um, when we find what we really want to use this Instagram account for beyond just pictures of our dogs, that's going to naturally bring engagement. That's going to create a community of people who um, care about your content, um, and they're going to want to keep seeing it. They're going to become super fans. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In the final episode of 2020, I'm excited to get back to my roots and talk about Instagram dogs with Courtney Lynn, aka the Dog Mom Boss. Courtney talks about how she got started growing her Instagram account when she first got her dog Hammy just a couple of years ago. She's grown the account into something where she shares her passion, makes some money, and now teaches other pet influencers. When Reels came out, Courtney hosted an amazing 10-day challenge. In this conversation, we compare notes on how to host an engaging challenge and why participating in viral video trends gives us a fun opportunity to be creative and connect with our community. We also talk about new features on Instagram like guides and how they can really extend the lifespan of our content. Plus, Courtney has a brand new podcast of her own that premieres today, where she's going to be talking about how to make a living as a dog mom boss, among other things. Do you want to achieve great things in your pet business and with your own pet this year? I'm always telling my community that you can't reach your goals if you aren't clear on what they are in the first place. Join me on January 13th for a free workshop that I'm calling K9 in 90. We'll be working together to identify nine actions that you want to take in your pet business or with your own pet in the next 90 days. Sign up for this free one-hour workshop at wherewagrepeat.com slash K9 in 90. You can also find that link in my bio on Instagram at wherewagrepeat. Courtney Lynn is a former elementary school teacher turned social media educator and coach for pet influencers and business owners. She helps dog moms turn their passion and love for their pup into a profitable business through the Pet Influencer Society. Courtney is also the host of the brand new podcast, the Dog Mom Boss Podcast, and momager to mini Labradoodle Hammy. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Tori. Thank you for joining me today, the day that your podcast premieres. It's so exciting. Thank you for me. Yeah, of course. So um, everyone, when you're done listening to this episode and learning about Courtney, you have to go check out the Dog Mom Boss podcast and subscribe and review and listen and all that kind of stuff. Um, But first, let's get to know Courtney a little bit. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got into this line of work because you're kind of relatively new to the the dog momaging world. (laughs) So how did you get here? Yeah, um, I am definitely pretty new to it. Um, I'm trained as a school teacher and a school counselor. So I spent the last 10 years working in education, which I love. 
Um, and about a year and a half ago, we got our puppy Hammy. So I'm a first time dog mom. Um, I actually never imagined having a dog because I'm allergic to them. So once I learned about doodles, totally changed my world because I don't have any uh, problems with Hammy. So um, probably like a lot of other dog moms out there, I got my dog, I became obsessed and took so many pictures that, you know, I created an Instagram account for him. And that turned into a really fun, creative outlet for me, really different than, you know, working at a school and working with mental health. It was just a, a really positive community that I fell in love with. Um, and so from there, you know, I was having fun meeting other dog moms, um, growing our online presence, having this platform where I could talk about more important me, like mental health, like being a first time dog mom. Um, and then from there, you know, one thing led to another. I created a Facebook community for people who have dog Instagram accounts and, um, from there, I started supporting dog moms, helping them learn how they can basically do what I did, you know, start with the dog Instagram account, Instagram account and turn it into something where you're really sharing about your passions and maybe even making money from it. Um, and we started working with brands. And then what I found is that I actually liked making my own products and teaching people even more than that. And so that's where I'm at now. Um, I've been, I've been, um, teaching people in the Pet Influencer Society membership, a community that I've put together, and then also um, supporting people one-on-one. So one -on -one. when you created your the Facebook group in the first place, like the Pet Influencer Society Facebook group, did you have any idea that you would end up monetizing it and creating a membership and all of these things? Or you know, what was your intention when you first set up that group? No way. I had no idea. I could not have predicted that. So um, actually, so the Facebook, original Facebook group that I created um, was called Pets of Social Media. We just recently renamed it to be the Dog Mom Box Community. Um, and when I created that, I had no idea that um, it would be something that um, would grow into what it is now where I am providing these paid services. I created it just as a way to um, create this support network for other <laughs> pet influencer and doctors. I I was feeling sometimes a little bit like no, not a lot of people understand what it's like to run an Instagram account for your dog. I would tell people out when we're walking hammy about it, they'd kind of like laugh. <laughs> so I, I mostly wanted to create this this place where other we could all support each other. I'll learn about Instagram. We could share what was working and what wasn't and things like that. Um, I had no idea it would turn into a membership, but I found that other people were wanting that same kind of community and other people were wanting a place where they could learn specifically tips and tricks for an Instagram account related to pets. There, there wasn't a lot of information out there for that specific niche. And so what have you found is like the most frequently asked question or the most common issue that people post about in your group? Well, um, there are quite a few, but I would say, you know, the biggest question that comes up is, can I grow my Instagram account? That's what kind of everyone wants. You know, if you're spending all this time growing it, you want to know how can you um, be efficient with your time and really see the results. And then another question that comes up which is the kind of next natural question is, well, how can I start making money doing this? How can I work with brands? Um, how can I become a brand ambassador? And then eventually, how can I even get paid to work with brands instead of maybe just a product exchange, which is 
how the relationships with brands start. So people want to know how can I go from, you know, this hobby that I that I have to making this something that I can monetize, potentially supplement my income with. I think that's such a good distinction. Like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of your group, but I'm a member of like so many dog Instagram groups and just like pet parent groups and kind of things like that. And people are always saying, I want to have more followers and I want more engagement. And my first reaction is always like, well, what's your goal? Um, Because like, why do you want more followers? Like what number are you trying to get to? And a lot of times people haven't um, really identified a specific number or a specific goal. They don't really know where they're going. They just like want more for the sake of wanting more. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is kind of a recipe to always be disappointed. Um, so, you know, I think it's really good to have goals. Um, so, so you do a lot of things in your group and then also in your membership society um, to kind of like help people turn this into a business and not just like have more, more, more just for the sake of having more. Is that yes. right? <laughs> yeah. Similar to you, um, that's a question I've been asking people a lot recently. Like, okay, if you hit that follower goal, what's going to come from it? Why do you want to reach that? And that would be um, something that I talk about specifically with my members. You know, okay, if say if you do get to 10,000 followers, that's a big one a lot of people want because you get the swipe up feature on your Instagram stories. But besides that, you know, why do you want that many followers? What do you want? What do you want to come next? Whether that is working with brands, starting your own brand, um, something that I didn't, you know, I was new to this also when I started Hammy's account. And so for me, it was the same way. I wanted to just grow my account. But something I've learned is that what matters more than the number of followers you have is how engaged are those followers? Do they really care about your account? Are they really interested in, you know, what you have to say, what the story that you're sharing? Um, if they are, that's great because you're in this community who's going to really support you and be interested in the products that you post about or the services that you provide. But if you're just growing your account to grow your account and to increase that follower number, you not really pay off in the end when you decide that you do want to monetize your account. So what do you think right now um, in Instagram at this point in time? <laughs> like, What should <laughs> someone do to increase their engagement now? Because it's, you know, Instagram is not like a fixed thing. It changes all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so so what do you find are like the best ways to grow your engagement now? So for me, I love stories. I love posting on stories because it really shows you behind the scenes, the authentic life, you know, and I actually find myself watching a lot more stories than even browsing my feed. Um, but what is even more important than that than that is really having a clear idea of what is your account about, and I and I know you've you've write, written blog articles about this also. You know, what's your niche? What do you want to have that's unique about your account that can help you stand out? What message do you want to share? When you're really clear on that, that's going to bring you engagement. So, for example, I was just working with a client earlier this week. She and I made a plan for how she can share a little bit more about mental health and how her dog has helped her work through some anxiety that she's been going through. So just yesterday, she created a post where she was sharing about that. She told me that she's had more engagement than she's ever seen on her Instagram account because she was sharing really authentically. She was telling a story about her, why her dog matters to her. It wasn't just a cute picture of her dog. And I think when we 
um, when we find what we really want to use this Instagram account for beyond just pictures of our dogs, that's going to naturally bring engagement. That's going to create a community of people who um, care about your content um, and they're going to want to keep seeing it. They're going to become super fans. I love that. And like speaking of like moving beyond just the cute photo, like personally, just to like authentically reveal my inner thoughts right now. I'm like a little bit overwhelmed with the Instagram perfect photos because Mm -hmm. especially this year with quarantine, I haven't had the same access to um, professional photographers. I haven't had the same access to unique settings and places. And, you know, I used to go out to lots of dog friendly businesses and we can't do that this year. And so I have just felt so burnt out with like creating these picture perfect Instagram posts. And I've been posting a lot more stuff that are like what I would not consider perfect photos. <laughs> They're like maybe a little bit dark or just like a little bit imperfect in some way. Um, and kind of like just doing it for me, like finding what posts I like and what makes me happy and posting the captions that that make me happy, but also kind of fit my business goals and not caring so much about like what everyone else thinks about it. Um, and, you know, I think that that, that like speaking of mental health, <laughs> I think that's that's a good thing to do, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I mean, that's something we've all experienced. We can't be taking the picture perfect aesthetic pictures that we used to. Um, and personally, I'm kind of a fan of how it seems like Instagram is valuing that less and less. It's less important that you have that perfect grid, you know, and people are looking more for finding value on Instagram, whether that's sharing a story that people can relate to um, or providing some kind of information and education. That's where I see Instagram going, it becoming something more, um, it, it putting more emphasis on the value that you provide rather than just the aesthetics. And actually speaking of that, um, Instagram recently, at least at the time of this recording, released a new feature, Instagram guides. And I'm actually obsessed with Instagram guides. I love- Are you? Um, yes. I love what it, <laughs> I love what it can bring to Instagram because- When we are really thoughtful about the guides that we create, that's going to help us really bring a light to our niche, to our brand messages through our Instagram accounts. Um, It also directs traffic to our previous posts. I'm sure you're the same way. We we spend so much time creating Instagram posts, right? Writing a caption, finding the perfect picture, um, and typically they're lost. You know, after 24 to 48 hours, that post is not really seen by new people. But by being really strategic with our guides, we can continue um, to drive traffic to those posts. And really, our Instagram posts can become more evergreen in that way. That's a good point. So I... I just started playing around with the guides and I have to say I was a little bit frustrated (laughs) by them because, um, hear me out for a second, like the shopping guide versions, you can do like shopping or posts or places. I think they're like the three categories. Um, and so of course I was like, Oh, I'm going to do a shopping one because you know, holiday season, people shopping, looking for gifts, etc. But as a blogger, you can't really link to any affiliate links. Um, and so I had some other bloggers reach out to me and ask me if you can link to affiliate links and you can't. Um, you can only link to products that are like listed in the Instagram shopping directory. So I was like kind of discouraged 
by that. Um, you know, I think I created guides that were like featured a, a share of my products and other people's products from um, sm small businesses that I support. And so I like that because, you know, I'm all about community over competition and, and sharing products and giving people shout outs and all that kind of stuff. It's really great. Um, but I was just like a little bit I felt like Instagram hadn't actually consulted any actual content creators <laughs> when they made this because like that's a huge part of some of our income is affiliate links. Um, but but I will have to check out. I haven't created a guide with older posts. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I do agree with you that they don't have a great way to link to affiliate links, which as you mentioned is a, a big um, part of a lot of influencers and creators income. I don't know if that change might come in the future, or perhaps there's ways we can kind of get strategic about, um, the mm -hmm. captions and how that links to our bio. Um, but I have been playing around specifically with the guides about posts and I've seen other people play around with the guides about locations. Mm -hmm. And those, I think at least have a lot of potential to, um, like I said, make our content more evergreen and draw attention to those posts that we're really proud of. Yeah. And I think that can actually provide probably more value than just like a shopping guide, actually. Yeah, exactly. It, it can bring life to life. Do you want to achieve great things in your pet business and with your own pet this year? You'll reach your goals so much faster when you get clear on what they are. Join me on January 13th for a free workshop that I'm calling K9 in 90. We'll be working together to identify nine goals that you want to hit in your pet business and with your own pet in the next 90 days. For example, you might want to revamp the About Me page of your website and take your dog on a hike to the highest point in your state. As petpreneurs, we need to balance work and pets. Sign up for this free live one-hour workshop at wearwagrepeat.com slash canine in 90. You can also find that link in my bio on Instagram at wearwagrepeat. So in addition to guides, like the other hot new thing on Instagram is reels and you know a lot about reels. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recently participated in your reels challenge. Um, tell us a little bit about, about that, like how you organize a challenge and, and the advantages of kind of doing something in that way. Sure. Yeah. The Reels Challenge was so much fun. I did it a couple months ago. And basically what it was, was a seven- Oh, a couple months ago. I feel like it was like two weeks ago to me. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a long time ago for me. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, it, it, either way. <laughs> so- um, so I, basically, I feel like 2020, I have like no sense of time. So <laughs> I know. No, the only reason why it feels like a long time ago for me is because it was a lot of work. And so yes. I've been needing to take a lot of downtime to kind of recover. Um. <laughs> I know. I, I've kind of done a couple challenges this year too. And um, I have to commend you because yours was 10 days, right? Yeah. So it was seven days technically okay. seven week seven weekdays and then there was okay. a weekend in between to kind of give me a break and people tend to catch up um yeah so it that's was a long, long time to be it like was on. long mm -hmm. yeah 
It was long. Um, and you know, in the future, I might not do such a long challenge, or at least I might do if it's long, it might be, um, less components each day. Basically, the mm-hmm. way I ran this challenge, and I think it was actually pretty unique, is I had a separate Instagram account. That was a private account for the participants. So it was at the Reels Challenge. And anyone who wanted to join the challenge signed up through my website and then they got access to this um, private account. In the private account, I really used the stories and story highlights to provide a lot of the content. You know, typically um, challenges happen on Facebook. But I was thinking since my audience is on Instagram mostly, and since it's a Reels challenge, I wanted to try to use Instagram and just have it all in one platform. Yeah, it was really cool. I I thought it was really awesome how you did it. Oh, thank you. It, It was really fun to play around with Instagram and find different ways that actually I can use the platform for my business and for connecting with people. So each day I used the stories to share tips. I shared tutorials. And then I was also sharing a bunch of different reels from people in the community to give inspiration and ideas. And then each day I also went live for like 20 or 30 minutes and I was teaching about a different topic related to reels. Um, and I think we had about 650 people participate in the challenge. Super cool. People were very engaged. Um, it was, it was great timing because it was just about a month after Reels came out. So there was a lot of hype and interest and curiosity and even some resistance to Reels. And I was able to help people work through that resistance and see really great results. So some people who participated in the challenge go viral like anywhere from 1 million views to I think one of our challenge participants had a reel that ended up with about 17 million views which was just insane my dog (laughs) yeah yeah it was pretty incredible so um you know reels are one of those things where sometimes when you're scrolling through them they seem kind of silly they don't necessarily always match with an um, an account's brand, but they give you a mm-hmm. chance to have a little bit of fun, show maybe some personality that your dog has that's hard to capture in a picture. Um, and it's also a way to participate in trends, you know, and be part of this bigger community effort where we're all, for example, recreating this, um, maybe we're all creating recreating some kind of dance with our dogs. We are all mm-hmm. um, participating in, you know, whatever trend it might be. It, it was I like really the f- one where it's like the dog is like, I'm FaceTiming mom or I'm FaceTiming grandma yes, to tell exactly. her that mom is not giving me enough treats or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually that trend is the one that um, my participant who's re- 17 million views. It was actually that trend. It was the Facebook trend where the dogs, I mean, a oh, FaceTime yeah. trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, it's just a fun opportunity to be creative. And there is some kind of science to reels, though. You know, you want to be really thoughtful about, for example, the music or sound that you use, how you use overlays, um, the timing. There are these different components that if you're really intentional about them, it will help you get more views and reach more people. So that was what I was focusing on in the challenge, like teaching these intricacies that can help take a good video or a cute video to something that potentially could go viral. Yeah, no, and you're right. There is kind of like a little science to it with the timing and the text and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I love how you created the private 
um, Instagram accounts where people had to like request to follow you um, and you like made sure they were already signed up. And that seems like something um, that people could replicate in their own business. Like if they're doing a dog training challenge or any kind of challenge, I guess you could do this like private Instagram account um, rather than having a Facebook pop-up group, which is what I usually do. Um, mm. But I kind of hate being on Facebook. <laughs> Exactly. I'd, I'd rather be on Instagram than Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are some limitations on Instagram that, you know, it's a little easier on Facebook in a challenge, like specifically with the live videos. I feel like it's a little bit easier on Facebook, but people are already on Instagram. So I had a lot of engagement on my live videos. And even when I reposted them to IGTV, um, and just to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, like you mentioned, yes, people have to si- had to sign up through my website first, right? So I'm getting these, I'm collecting all these email addresses. I know that's something that you encourage people to do. So, so I was smart. able to collect. Yes. Yep. So I was able to build my email list. So that was, you know, 600 new people who joined my email list through the challenge. And then once I could confirm that they had signed up, I granted them access to the private Instagram account. And, you know, also to pull back the curtain a little bit, by having this private Instagram account, it created serious FOMO, right? Because people were seeing... um People were seeing accounts tag at the Reels Challenge, and then they went to go click on the Reels Challenge, and they couldn't see the content. And so that actually made people really, really want to do the challenge even more than maybe they did before, just because they actually, you know, couldn't see what was going on in there. So something I did is... Just because it was, you know, I'm like a one woman show right now. It was a lot of work to manage all the new requests and adding people. So I did do a cutoff date. But then since I mentioned I had the weekend kind of open and I didn't have content scheduled for the challenge on the weekend, I had built up all this FOMO. And so I let people in for just 24 hours only the weekend, um, kind of in between the two weeks of the challenge. I let people join. And that was awesome because there were people who were literally knocking on my door and my DMs begging me and I was able to get them all in. And then they were able to purchase kind of catch up and do the second part of the challenge. That's really cool. And you're touching on like such an interesting strategy. I actually read a whole article about this strategy of the the private accounts because there are some meme accounts um, and I'm not really good at keeping track of all those, but like the kale salad of the world, um, mm. <laughs> that they have like 5 million followers or, or 20 million, I don't know, some huge number, but they make their account private. Um, but their content is so shareable that people, um, DM it to their friends. Like, oh my God, you have to see this funny meme. And it says in the DM, it'll say, you can't see this because you're not following this person. Like you need to request to follow them. Um, and it's, you know, a, a strategy that those accounts have used to get a lot of followers, um, because you can't see their content unless you follow them. Um, and that's kind of an interesting little side topic. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And when I had set it up, I didn't necessarily expect all of that to happen, but I noticed just by it being private, it it brought a lot more attention and curiosity than I had even expected. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Well, before we run out of time, um, tell us about uh, your new podcast, the Dog Mom Podcast or Dog Mom Boss Podcast. Um, what kind of content are we going to hear from you on that show? 
I am so excited to talk about it. I've been wanting to start a podcast for years, and actually you are someone who totally inspired me to just go for it and start one, so thank you, Tori, for that. Um, (laughs) So in the Dog Mom Boss podcast, I'm going to be sharing some Instagram tips and tricks since that's sort of how my business started, but also I'm going to be focusing on how you can take your passion and your love for your dog and turn it into something that helps you make money. You could turn it into a business, a side hustle. We're going to be talking about like how to create different revenue streams, um, affiliate marketing, working with brands, basically all of those different components that can help take someone's Instagram account that started as a hobby into something that is either a side hustle or even a full-time blogger, influencer gig. So I'm so excited. I'm going to be interviewing a lot of different influencers and business owners, and hopefully maybe you might even do an interview with me on there someday. I would be honored to be interviewed. Um, because I am all about diversifying income streams. That is like one of my favorite topics. Um, and as a blogger, you know, I've been full-time blogger for almost two years. Um, and it's really important to have a lot of different streams. And I think that COVID has made that really evident to all of us that you need to have options. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And for me, as someone who was trained as a school teacher and school counselor, I never thought about different income streams. I kind of just imagined, you know, I was going to always make this salary working in a school. So Mm -hmm. actually, as I was introduced to Instagram and the influencing world and all these different opportunities to make money, it totally changed my life. It introduced me to freedom that I never even imagined was going to be possible for me. So I cannot wait to just share that with other dog moms and empower them to um, work towards and achieve the same kind of thing. That's awesome. And I think like what's really cool is like, I I agree, like 90% of the country is like, this is my job. This is my salary. This is what it is. Um, But then there's the rest of us, (laughs) the weirdos (laughs) over here who are like, oh, let me try and do 17 different things to cobble together (laughs) a salary. Um, But like, what's really cool is I think that you don't have to, you could have your full-time job and you could have a side hustle of some kind that does not require you to sit up until two o'clock in the morning, like hand making things to sell on Etsy. You know, I think a lot of people, that's their vision of like what a side hustle is, but doesn't have to be that way with like affiliate links and, and that kind of stuff. You can do a lot of really cool things. Absolutely. And that's what I'm so passionate about continuing to learn about and to share with others. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. And um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, your podcast premieres today. Um, So everyone, uh, as soon as this is done in a minute or so, please go over and listen to the Dog Mom Boss podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And and you can get to know Courtney and all of her wonderful advice even more. Um, Oh, Courtney, tell us again, what's your, your website and your social so people can find you? Yeah, so my website is dogmomboss.com and my so I have two Instagram accounts. I have my Instagram account which is at the dogmomboss and then my dog's Instagram account where it all started is at hammy and me. So um I would love to connect with you. Please feel free to send me a DM and let me know that you came from this podcast and I'm always wanting to connect with others. Yeah. And please, everyone, go say hi to Hammy because we talked so much, we didn't even really get to talk about him at all. (laughs) But he's a really cute mini Labradoodle. um, And Courtney just creates, you should check out her reels and all the stuff that she does on his account. It's really awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tori. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Of course. 
What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.